You are about to listen to The Light of Emuna, a Parsha podcast based on the teachings of the Or HaEmunah weekly publication by Harav Menachem Azolai. This podcast is being produced Lezecher Nishmas Rachel Bas Yosef Zed. Translation and narration by Dove Elias. For more information, please visit the Light of Emuna website at www.tloe.us. Welcome to the Light of Amuna podcast, Pashas Vayechi. This adaptation is dedicated in honor of my dear wife, Devorah, and our dear son, daughter, and grandson, Jonathan, Ariel, and Sammy. And for Afu Shlema Faratza, Bas Rochel, Henya, Bas Tredel, Menachem Mordechai, Ben Ophira, Rivka, Bas Simalei, and Micha, Chaim, Ben Sarah. The Pasha opens, Vayechi Yaakov, Be'eretz Mitzrayim, Shva Esrei Shana. Yaakov lived in the land of Egypt 17 years. The Medrash Gadol asks, did he only live 17 years? Rather, these years were the only ones during which he enjoyed real life. Regarding his earlier years, he said in last week's parashen, Parak Mem Zayin, Pasuk Tes, when asked by Parah, he said, The days of, year, of the years of my sojourns have been 130 years, few and bad. This is the meaning of the Pasuk in Eov. The Pasuk in Eov in Parak Ches, Pasuk Zayin says, And your beginning shall be small, but your end increase exceedingly. This is always true. Evildoers begin blissfully but end with endless pain. However, tzaddikim experience difficulties in the beginning, but they are ultimately eternally happy. As the Pasuk in Yeshayahu, Parak Lamed Hei, Pasuk Yud says, V'simchas oilam al roisham, and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. Chaim shal simcha, a life of joy. Yaakov Avinu lived for 130 years before descending to Egypt, and he specifically referred to those years as few and bad. Specifically in Egypt, the land of impurity, at the start of the exile that would lead to the Egyptians embittering the lives of the Jewish people, precisely there Yaakov dwelled tranquilly. As Chazal teaches us, the primary days of his life were there with joy and peace. Yaakov Avinu lived in Egypt for 17 years. 17 is the numerical value of good, tov. Precisely there it was good. There is a tremendous lesson in this. A Jew can find life and joy wherever he finds himself, no matter the circumstances. That is the essence of a Jew, to strengthen himself in every situation and at all times, even in Egypt. That is our test. We are expected to persist with joy and vigor even when we find ourselves in places that we are forced to be in against our will. Even if we have received a difficult path in life, even if we undergo a lot of suffering, we are forbidden to despair. Turn to Hashem, tell Him everything, ask Him for help. Strengthen your amuna. Whatever happens to you is designed to heal, correct, purify, cleanse, and draw you close to Hashem. That is the singular purpose of the suffering that you endure. Remember that everything here is orchestrated with precise divine providence. Remember that there is a creator of the world who coordinates everything here and who knows exactly what you must go through to draw you near him. You must have complete amuna that your salvation will sprout from here, in this specific way, exactly via these tribulations. This is the exact path that your soul needs to traverse to reach its clarification. Have amuna that Hashem knows what He is doing with each person. He does the very best for each of us. Strive to have amuna in Him. Strive to have amuna that Hashem never does anything bad to you in life. Strengthen your amuna that Hashem is all-powerful. Even if it seems as if there is no natural hope, do not despair, God forbid. Do not throw up your hands. Have amuna that the Creator of the world will do something that you never even thought of. When a person casts aside his own intellect, there is no limit to the solutions and salvations through which he will suddenly have amuna that Hashem can save him. Have amuna in Hashem's compassion. Rabbi Nachman taught that Hashem's, Hashem created the world out of His compassion to reveal His compassion. Whatever happens is Hashem's benevolence. That is how we must look at life. 
Have a Muna that Hashem is all good and does only good. It is all out of His kind-heartedness. Hashem's compassion is infinite. Why does a person stop davening? Only because he does not sufficiently believe in Hashem's mercy. Maybe Hashem does not want to give to me. Maybe I do not deserve this. If he would have a Muna in Hashem's kindness, he would step up and daven until he would receive. Have a Muna that all the anguish that you experience will yet transform into great light. In the midst of the darkness in which you find yourself, the light of Tfilo will shine for you, the light of Torah, the light of the Tzaddikim, Hashem's pleasantness. All of the bitterness that you have endured will change into sweetness. All of the Gehenim we suffer will turn into Ganeden. That is merely in this world, not to mention what we will merit in the next world for all of the affliction we endure. Just as a baby wants its mother, always running to its mother, so too the entire world wants Hashem. Every Jew has an inner point of longing and love for Hashem that is the true joy. Through it, he has the ability to overcome all of his troubles. It is impossible to talk about love of Hashem or dveikas, clinging to Hashem, without guarding our eyes. Just one note. In this context, guarding our eyes is not limited to avoiding inappropriate content. It also includes not focusing on what others have or being easily distracted from our mission by things around us. What the eye see, the heart immediately covets. Chazal taught this and it applies to everyone. The Jewish people are a holy nation, seeking ways to serve in holiness and purity, seeking ways to save ourselves from the negative commandment of as we say every day in Shema, do not explore after your hearts and after your eyes. In other words, being enticed by our hearts and our eyes. Even though it is very difficult and we do not perceive any possible way to avoid being lured after what we see, we know that we must battle this. This is why we came to this world. When a person is sanctified, when he merits more and more moments of dveikus to Hashem, he has great joy. For when a person proceeds with wide open eyes, his thoughts jump from one thing that he sees to another. However, when he guards his eyes, he can speak with Hashem, can be connected with Hashem, and there is no greater delight than that. This is true for everyone, men, women, and children. After Yaakov Avinu blessed each Shevet, he blessed them all jointly. So he blessed them that day. He blessed them to have that day, that particular day that they are living in, to live in the present and not in the past or the future. All of their vitality and joy should derive from their connection to Hashem in every moment and whatever they do. They should not require past memories or future plans to bring them a bit of joy. When a person is connected, his joy affects others, his wife, his children, his friends. For when a person is connected to Hashem, he always wants to make others happy, to do good things for everyone. He is like the Creator who relentlessly gives and provides. We do not know how to thank. Everything we receive seems simple, natural, and automatic. Only when these amazing gifts are taken from us, God forbid, do we understand how much we lose by living all these years without knowing how to thank. With a little humility and modesty, a person can recognize how everything that he has and all that he has succeeded in is all sent to him by Hashem. Thank you so much, Hashem, for what you have given me and how marvelous what you have given me is. Thank you for the beautiful tefillah that has emerged from my mouth in which I did not have foreign thoughts during that tefillah. Rather, I was able to concentrate on davening. Thank you very much, Hashem. Thank you for granting me a kind heart to open the door for a neighbor or for someone collecting tzedakah and that I did not close the door on him or make a sour face. Thank you for forgiving me for my sins and not bearing a grudge. Thank you for this and for that because it is all from you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the provider and man is the recipient. We must constantly remind ourselves of this. Any praise that a person unexpectedly receives, any compliment he gets or any compliment that he gives, he must say, thank you Hashem that I succeeded, that I, what I did worked out well.
He must immediately remember where it comes from. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you very much. It is from you because that, where did I get the knowledge, the aptitude to comprehend, to speak, to do, to affect results? It is all from the divine image that you have given me. However, a moment later, he forgets again. He thinks that it is all him. He finds himself repeatedly zigzagging like this. It is me. It is not me. I am so nice. I do not make the same mistakes that so-and-so does because I am more refined. I understand. I do not hurt others. Thank God I have peace at home and I succeed in this area and in that area. But it is really not me. It is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Thank you very much, Hashem. You created my peace at home. You gave me success with my children. Everything that I have is you. Then it starts all over again. It is a lifelong task. Until the end of time, when a person wishes to bless his children, he says, May Hashem make you like Ephraim and like Menashe. As Yaakov said to Yosef, Why did Ephraim and Menashe merit this? Because of their humility and modesty. The elder Menashe received his blessing with Yaakov's left, less important hand, and yet was not jealous of his younger brother who received his blessing with Yaakov's right, the dominant and more worthy hand. And Ephraim, who received his blessing from Yaakov's right hand, did not become arrogant or credit himself for this gift. Humility and modesty are the internal, true, and deep recognition that all of life is unearned gifts without any worthiness on our part. It is all chesed and compassion of the Creator. We must declare war against sadness, and this war is waged primarily through gratitude. A person who is accustomed primarily to ask constantly focuses on what he is missing. By contrast, one who primarily and habitually thanks focuses on what he receives. A person must think a lot about and speak a lot with his children, his friends, about how good we have it, how fortunate we are, how much we must thank Hashem. Thank God we have what to eat, what to wear, even if there are many things that we lack. Do not think all day about what we are lacking. Thank for what Hashem gives. Doing so draws additional kindnesses. The same is true for spirituality. Thank God I am a Torah and mitzvah observant. I pray in a shul. I learn Torah. Praise and thanks to Hashem. Just as Yaakov Inu lived in Egypt in joy and tranquility, every Jew can draw joy and vitality into the most difficult situations. Our joy rises above our joy rises above all pain, suffering, and sorrow. It is not bound to anything that we have or lack. It is joy in Hashem. The past is gone. The future is not yet here. The only thing we have is the present moment before us. So connect to Hashem and be happy. A Jew arises in the morning. The Creator gives him his soul anew. He must thank for this first. This is how Jews can be incessantly happy, to the extent that even right before their deaths, they are gladdened by every additional minute that they have the opportunity to do Heaven's will. A person with a benevolent eye sees all of the kindnesses and says, thank you. If a person looks elsewhere at what everyone else has, he will always have a begrudging eye. No one has everything. Someone will always have something that he, that he lacks. There is not always someone to be jealous of, someone who is more successful, more advanced. However, if a person looks to Hashem and not at others, he will not feel any deficiency. He will be able to shower all of the abundance that he receives upon others. The main thing is to be happy. You are here, alive, healthy, breathing, so be happy. Stop constantly thinking about what was and what will be. Live this moment. Connect to Hashem at every moment in whatever you do. Be happy for the good that Hashem gives you. That is your task, to be happy. Every mitzvah that you do is a gift. Kiss it, embrace it. It brings you close to Hashem, it connects you to Him, and, you are not, and you're not happy? Say how fortunate we are several times each day. You have merited being part of Klai Yisrael. That alone should make you happy. When a Jew merits loving Hashem, his life is filled with ecstasy. The first and foremost element of Yiddishkeit is love of Hashem. 
What is love of Hashem? It is when a person feels more pleasure in the performance of a mitzvah, davening, doing chesed, than his base urges, even those that are technically halachically permissible. When a person loves Hashem, it automatically carries him to all areas of serving Hashem and keeping mitzvahs. Therefore, this is the most fundamental aspect of Yiddishkeit. One who loves Hashem must endeavor with all of his might to keep all of the mitzvahs and do his will, even when what is not obligatory. Three times a day we remind ourselves that the foundation of all Yiddishkeit is love of Hashem. As we say in Shema, You shall love Hashem your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your resources. However, if this remains only in our minds, if it does not descend into our hearts, the core is missing. The ultimate must be love. We must teach this to our children. Is there any greater gratification, nachas, than seeing our children following in the way of Hashem and being happy? The Pasuk says in this week's parasha, Vayivarechas Yosef, he blessed Yosef, but then does not tell us what the blessing was. It continues directly to, Hamalach HaGol Osi Hanarim, May the angel who redeems me from all evil bless the lads, which is a blessing to Yosef's children, not to Yosef. Yaakov is teaching us that the best blessing any father can receive, the greatest joy of any father is for his children to be successful, well-reared, and follow in the ways of our ancestors. In the midst of the difficulties and suffering, it is possible to find many small things that gladden us. Rabbi Nachman advises us to be happy with whatever we can. He tells the story of a simple man who was always happy. He found joy in everything to the point that others thought him insane. He was ecstatic over bread as if it were meat and over water as if it were wine. He was so happy with what he had that he actually tasted these amazing flavors in his bread and water. And the same was true for everything in life. There are many little things that cause joy. We must make a big deal of them because they, are, they truly are big. That concludes the Torah portion of Rav Azulai's Light of Amuna, and now as we do every week, we conclude with the tefillah that Rav Azulai shares with us from his heart, his cry to Hashem. It is a very personal and intimate part of him, and it reads, Master of the world, help me love tzedakah, to be happy about every request for help by any Jew. For I love to give, but only on my terms, and to my people, and according to my initial plans. However, when at every moment there is someone else announcing about another family in distress, or another Kolo young man who sits and learns all day and has nothing, or orphans, widows, and kalas, or something for Shabbos, I begin to stress. I say in my heart, enough, leave me alone. Master of the world, help me be happy about every dollar that I merit giving, and to remember how, mu- how great such acts are in heaven. Help me regret every person that I could not help, and never get angry or grumble that these requests are exaggerated. Help us be like those neighbors of ours who are particular to call every call for help that is placed, to answer every call for help that is placed in their mailbox. Even if they cannot help all of them, they try to give something small, and most importantly, they daven that there should be salvation for these unfortunate ones. Master of the world, help me do everything for your honor, not my honor. May I finally merit this attribute of giving secretly. May I be happy to give without anyone knowing that it all be for your honor and not my honor. May I not receive any benefit from the tzedakah that I merit giving, for I am still so far from this. Master of the world, help me love tzedakah. Have an awesome, uplifting, and wonderful Shabbos. You've been listening to the Light of Emuna Parsha podcast based on the teachings of the Orha Emuna weekly publication by Harav Menachem Azolai. This podcast is produced by Hillel Caps Productions, Lezecher Nishmas, Rachel Bas Yosef Zev. Translation and narration by Dove Elias. 
For more information about the Light of Emunah or to receive a weekly Parsha newsletter, please visit www.tloe.us.